Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tales from the Road Podcast.com. Sparky sitting on his fat ass with Scotty. <laughs> hey, buddy. Having a good time. How are you, buddy? Awesome. Hey, you played pro, and our guest today, Terry Ryan, was a huge big shot. Big deal. In junior hockey. All the way through junior hockey, yeah. And so you know that system better than me. We both grew up in Canada, mm. but I didn't get into the junior system. I played peewee and I played blah, blah, blah. So Ryan, he and his dad are kind of picking out, I guess, yeah, a place to go and play and showcase. A very talented, big, I mean, this kid is going to be going somewhere. And for some reason, so there's all these junior leagues and the provincial junior leagues. Here he is from, what is he, the Maritimes. And they send them all the way over to Quinell, British, British Columbia, Columbia. Yeah. which I'm sure made sense at the time, but in retrospect, it was an odd choice, and even he knew that, and he was a 14-year-old, and juniors, I mean, he was big enough to be a man at that point. He was six foot as a 14-year-old, so yeah. he was a monster with hands and could fight and everything, so he was a big-time prospect. Everybody knew it, but here he goes to, as a 14-year-old, to where kids usually start if they're early, at 16, playing with 19- to 20-year-olds, so he's definitely technically a boy in a big man's league. Yeah, so end of story as we introduce Terry. He goes as a kid to Quinell, British Columbia for reasons that I think his parents chose. Well, it didn't uh, It didn't turn out to be too bad a deal because he did eventually, what, he ended up as a first-round draft pick with the Montreal Canadiens. Eighth overall? I believe so. Yeah. And uh, so uh, what do we know? Don't argue with your parents. <laughs> they, anyway, let's smart. go to Quinell. Very good. Quinell is like 10,000 population mill town. I thought I was going to go up and play on their Bantam team. I didn't know how it worked. Now I'm 14. I'm first year Bantam. I've never thrown a hit in my life, and I certainly haven't been in a fight. I've played peewee. I'm in grade eight. This is all new to me to even go out and play Bantam with hitting, and I know everybody knows this Newfoundland guy's coming, and they're going to run at me. So I'm ready for that, but what I wasn't ready for is you're going to the junior tryouts. You're going on a junior team. So I looked at my dad right away. I said, you know, I want to be a big fish in a small pond back in Newfoundland. I want to come to O'Donnell High School, be the man, score 10 goals a game, get laid, have a few beers with the boys. That's what I want to do. The NHL was not in my mind. So I go to this team and make the junior team. By the end of the year, I was the leading scorer. This is unfucking believable what went down. By the end of the year, I had 222 minutes, 85 points. And I'm 14-year-old. But, I mean, I'm getting way ahead of myself there. So as it starts, though, I'm not. The first 10 games, I had one assist. I'm scared to death. I don't want to put my head down. I don't want to fight. So anyway, the first game, I'm going out there. It's packed. I go out, I'm wearing my visor, I'm all pumped, warm up, looking around, and the place fills up. And in Quinell, they'd rather you fight than make the playoffs, so everybody's chanting for fights and warm up. So the game starts, I guess a guy on their team gets wind that there's a super prospect from the East Coast, which was way unheard of, to go to Quinell. Like, they're going, if this guy's good, why is he in Quinell? They can't get it. I don't get it. Everybody was kind of, prospects go to Toronto or Vancouver to elite hockey camps. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And what are his parents thinking? Bringing him to Quinell to play junior. There's no one that goes anywhere from Quinell. Anyway, I go up, and the guy takes the face off. I'm looking down, I'm looking at the ref. The puck drops. He cross-checks me in the lips. Line bra. That's the start of the game. So anyway, he kicks the shit out of me. Their goalies fight everything. I'm not going to lie if I said it wasn't a bit exhilarating, but, I mean, there's blood coming down over my face. I was getting carried off. There was that much blood that I couldn't really see. I was squinting. When I went to the dressing room, the other four guys, one of them, his name was Chris Spencer. He was a real tough guy who ended up protecting me for the next year and a half. He gave me a beer. I looked the part. So 
So he passes me a beer. My dad's there. He's like, so Mr. Ryan, look, it's symbolic. And he got in his first fight. I don't know what you want. It's really odd for this guy. He's 14 years old. So anyway, it was awkward as it was. And that was big enough. I guess they got a kick that I actually dropped my gloves. We're going to go on a limb and say that wasn't your first beer, however. That summer, I was tall enough, so I used to pull a hat down over my head, and I put Vaseline and pepper on my face to look like stubble. <laughs> I would, uh, Wait, pepper? I would go into the bar here. When I'd go in and wash it off, it would burn. It would just be a beard of red. But it didn't matter because I was in the bar already. Me and a few buddies who were big enough would do that. We'd go on Fridays and take our jerseys off, put the Vaseline and pepper on and a hat and go down to the bar. <laughs> I would, uh, wait. Great little scam for a year. All right, Scotty. So he's a very clever dude, obviously, and has kind of learned the tricks of the trade. And he seems to be making it in Quinnell, but yeah. something confronts him. Well, when you're 14 and you're doing well and getting a lot of pims and some points, you're going to get a target on your back. And uh, in this upcoming story, he gets in a home-and-home home series with some team, and some 19-year-old works the shit out of him. You know, he's got a weight height advantages, and that does not sit very well with Mr. Ryan. So he's looking for payback. And as I just mentioned, he's quite a clever guy, right? So he's got a plan. Is that what you're saying? I think so. <laughs> Here we go. I thought immediately, I said, I'm going to get this motherfucker. That's what I'm going to do. I said, how am I going to fit in? I'm going to fucking go out. I'm going to fight him. That's what I'm going to do. Like, everybody expects now that I learned my lesson. Fuck that. Like, he's going to learn his lesson. I remember their toughest guy was Lenny Forstner. He went on to play a little bit in Chicago in the eye. And I looked at Forstner, and Forstner had a big grin. I said, I'll wipe that off your face. And he was just laughing. He said, there's no fight. This guy was huge. Real big guy. Good, good hockey player. He said, there's no way. And this guy ended up last time. He was like 19 years old, but he was 6'4", over 200. He was a big dude. Yeah. And I think he was even a bit embarrassed because I was 14. He didn't really know that. I, I think <laughs> right. it was wrong. But so what? I don't care. I'm pissed off. The place is packed. So about midway through the second, I looked at his bench. I said, come on over. Time for you to fight me. No, I'm not gonna, no, you are going to fight me, fucker. I said, you already gave me no chance at the start. I said, let me get in on you because you're taller than I am. And at least let me get in there and have a chance with these fans. Yeah. Giving them winks and everything. So anyway, he comes out. Now he's kicking the shit out of me at the start again. <laughs> but I knew this. This is a mistake. I, I made would. a mistake. <laughs> well, so what I did, though, before the game, I chipped up the outside of my helmet with a file because I knew he was going to do that. So now he's beating the shit out of his hands, right? Like he's really cutting his yeah, hands every time he knife. hits me at all. Uh-huh. I mean, he's slicing them open. I got jagged edges on my helmet at this point, right? So I knew that he wouldn't be able to hit me long like that. So I'm looking up, and sure enough, man, I'm looking through my visor because I put it down. Now, he might be putting on a show, but his hands are taking a beating, and they're bleeding. My face hasn't been touched. My visor and my head have, and I'm tucked down under my shoulder. I'm looking out at him, but he's getting the worst of this. So now he's beating the shit out of his hands, so he starts wrestling around, which is exactly what I wanted. So anyway, then I start rubbing my hands in his face, and fucking, then I get him down, and I'm beating him up. Now I'm beating up this guy who's five, six years older than me. I've never, again, other than the one game, I didn't really throw many hits. Uh-huh. Uh, I was still new to all this. So I beat the shit out of him. Now it comes in, the boys come in at the end, and I'm just like showering. Right, putting on the odor, and I'm all ready to go meet meet the girls after school. <laughs> and Spence goes, "How in the fuck did you beat him up? Like, what did you do there?" He said, like, "That would have been a challenge for me." So I told them about the helmet, and they got a kick out of it. But then I said, <laughs> "Boys, when we had breakfast, what you guys didn't realize, I took the hot sauce with me." And I said, "Right before we went out for the second period, I put it all over my hands, which is what happened." <laughs> so when I when he got in on me and I rubbed it in his eyes, he couldn't see fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> So I beat the shit out of him, 
<laughs> and he couldn't even see where the punches were coming from. After the game, and we go drink into this place called the Four By, like it's just a fire pit outdoors. Classic town for that, right? And we would be drinking, and sure enough, a girl calls me over to the side of the fire and bangs me right there. I blew putting the condom on at first. I was so excited. I'm like, this can't, this can't end like this. I'm going to be a legend. Like, it can't end like this. So anyway, I said, fuck it. I put everything on the line. I looked up. So the boys were like, when I was banging her, they all kind of lined up in unison with their cars, and they put their high beams on all at one point. So she was freaked out. I was freaked out. In the end, about 200 people saw me, saw my oats for the first time. And, uh, and I was from there on. That was it. All the tough guys at school on the team, they all stuck up for me. They really appreciated that I showed up. And other than me being a donkey at the end of games for the next little while, I didn't really have to do any more fighting. But I did. Like I said, I had 200 fights. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this guy is, is a great man for everything. He drops his gloves. He drops his pants. <laughs> uh, you know, what, what else do you need? Well, thank God he puts on a condom. At yeah, least. yeah. But no. Yeah, safe uh, sex. Terry has got this fucking book that, and this is, I think, going to be part one, but this book, it goes through all his crazy life stories, including, I think, some of these. So we definitely, if you want to hear more from Terry, first, I think you should listen to more of our podcast because we're going to have a couple more of Terry on there. You can go to talesfromtheroadpodcast.com. You can find us on iTunes. Just type in the search, Tales from the Road, and boom, here our podcast name pops up. And so you can hear much more from Terry and our other great guests. But check out his book, Tales of a First Round Nothing, My Life as an NHL Footnote. And it's a blast. It reflects every story. And we've passed it around in our little beer league, and they all love it. Yep. And uh, laugh about it and remember the story. So if you're a listener, why rob yourself of the opportunity? Get that book. It's a riot. Right. So anyways, till next time, we got some amazing more hockey stories, and we got some wrestling stories coming up, Sparky. <laughs> you're going to love this guy, Matthew Klinger, just a fucking mile a minute, and a guy that's still living these things as we speak today. So anyway, stay tuned. Yep. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. 